brother. You've learned well. You're expert at Wu-Tang. <laughs> you learn. You have to suffer a lot. Otherwise, you'd never have mastered Chin King and the Wu-Tang sword skills. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. This is your host, Miguel. This is episode 13. Do you hear? Um... Doing a little research, a little reading, uh, looking for some interesting topics to address, uh, to to talk about, and I have heavy, uh, heavy, heavy interest in history, and to a large degree military history. I like a lot. Um, and basically, this is going to be a setup because the next podcast is going to be on Alexander the Great and conquering Persia, but that topic and that that whole event is so historical and so deep that it needs to be set up i don't want to jump into that uh that topic of alexander conquering persia you know and just jump into it because it needs to be set up it's it would it wouldn't be giving justice to the whole topic um so i definitely on, on this podcast i want to set that that uh conquering of persia up by alexander and then We'll go from there. For the most part, I want to set up a timeline as far as events, years, and what events were taking place in that region, in that whole Mesopotamian region, Mediterranean region, concurrently at the same time, what, what events were going on, because it's extremely interesting the way uh, it plays out. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to um, make it all confusing, but I just want to give a timeline so that we have an understanding of what's transpiring here in, in this area. Um, so, if we're going to be discussing Alexander, obviously we're talking about ancient Greece, and uh, that region of Greece is Macedonia. Oddly enough, in in a few conversations that I've had and a few life experiences that I've had, um, if you uh, refer to a Macedonian person as Greek, they'll feel insulted. And I don't know exactly what that is. So maybe they see themselves as, sep- as separate and distinct. I don't know. But uh, Macedonia, which is northern Greece, is uh, the birthplace of Alexander the Great. Uh, and his father was uh, Philip II. He was also a military hero. And his plan was to invade Persia and take it over Philip. And uh, he was murdered uh, in some political assassination by one of his bodyguards, which my understanding is that was kind of common at the time. And uh, oddly enough, uh, you know, pretty much at a young age, and Alexander took over. Uh, oddly enough, Alexander died at a very young age, too. Um, 
So I'm going to lay down a timeline here so we can get an idea of, of this history that we're dealing with right now. Um, and again, as far as these podcasts go, you know, some of these are going to be leaning towards the Buddhism and some towards the alpha male, but um, it seems that a lot more stuff fits under the alpha male, a lot more exciting, interesting stuff fits under the alpha male stuff. Um, you know, the, a lot of that Buddhism stuff, you want to look within yourself and kind of look for it and find it there too. Uh, and we will bring it up and we will discuss it. But at this point right now, I'm new at this and, uh, you know, I want to get into, um, it seems like the more popular podcasts are, are related to, you know, these m military events in history. Um, and and uh, just to, uh, just to um, share with you, I'm getting listeners from all over the world, from Ireland, from England, from, um, from Asia, actually. What is that from? Um number of places, England, Australia, anyway, whatever, but it, you know, I really appreciate you guys listening, I got some uh, listeners in Minnesota, so that's great, man, I love it, so keep listening, and, and uh, let, let's uh, get through this here, so yeah, anyway, back to the subject matter, um, we're going to get on this timeline, and uh, basically in the year, and I'm going to get to the more significant events, um, in the year 3200 BC, the uh, Sumerian civilization developed cuneiform writing with these cylindrical seals, these cylinders that had, um, that had, um, that you would roll out on a piece of clay and it would actually make, you know, a written contract. You would dry that piece of clay out and it would make a little tablet and you would have a written contract. And that seal, that, that cylinder, that clay cylinder with the impressions on it, would actually be owned by a person. So it would be a seal that would be legal, let's put it that way. And this is back in 3200 BC in Samaria, which is, my understanding is correct, uh, current day Iraq, which is between the Tigris and the Euphrates River, um, Babylon, ancient Babylon. Um, so that's 3,200. 3,100 is the first Egyptian dynasty. Uh, and in, that's 3,100, the first Egyptian dynasty. And then squeeze in there, Stonehenge in England. And then in 2,700, the Minoan, uh, the Minoan Palace City. Uh, I guess it's called Kosnos, with a population of 80,000 in Minoa, small island in the Aegean Sea which are the progenitors of ancient Greece. But that's a podcast for another time. But that's the origin of ancient Greece, is the Minoans. They had a city, well, it was a huge structure with about three levels of living space. Uh, the king's throne, you know, courtyards and everything like that, beautifully developed and built. And it was a very, they, they went into ceramics, arts, very interesting civilization. They had a uh, very prosperous civilization over there in Manoa. I forget the king's name, but they had a very famous king. And they, this is the origin of um, basically, you know, to, you know, between ancient Greece and, and the Minoans, man. That's from looking at it from this standpoint. That's like the beginnings of culture and real ancient civilization, going back two thousand seven hundred years ago. Now, now we're going to jump into the classical antiquity, which starts right around 753, which is the foundation of ancient Rome, 
with Romulus and Remus. Two brothers. This is the legend as it goes for ancient Rome. There were two brothers that um, were abandoned in the wilderness and a mother wolf, a female wolf came and fed them, you know, with her, with her, you know, wolf, you know, she was a female wolf. So she fed them and nursed them, the two brothers. And something happened with the two brothers ended up fighting. One brother killed the other brother and a little craziness, but that's ancient Roman. That's in 753. And you know, with, as, as with all things, there's obviously some truth to these stories. And there's some, it's coming from somewhere. So that's 753 with the uh, forming of Rome. 745 BC, and this is all BC still, uh, Assyria began uh, their campaign as far as being a very militaristic and powerful uh, force in that area, Assyria, which is basically right around where Syria and Iran is right now, uh, Iraq rather, is right now. And that was in 745 uh, BC. So in uh, five, and the numbers drop because you're getting close to the year zero, which is you know before Christ BC. 563 Buddha was born. So it's the Buddhist podcast. I got to observe that. And the year 550, Cyrus the Great began his reign in Persia. And uh, in 508, that's five 550 BC. In 508. Uh, BC democracy began in Athens and then that's 508 BC now in 480 BC uh, King Xerxes from Persia invaded uh, Greece and that's that epic battle of uh, Thermopylae with King Leonidas and uh, the 300 the the hot gates uh, that, that's something that you have to Google I mean if you oh, YouTube if you uh Fancy yourself, will consider yourself a real historian. You need to get up on that. That's tremendous. Watch the movie 300. Outlines of the, the, the immortals and everything. It's craziness. Really good stuff. Really awful shit. Um, in the year 332 BC, so we're, we're getting closer to the year, uh, you know, current era. So 480. Uh, in 332 BC was the fall of Tyre. And that was, Tyre fell to Alexander. My understanding is it took a couple of years for Alexander to conquer Tyre because it's an island. But uh, Tyre was a tremendous power in that time. And uh, there's a whole story that goes along with that. But just enough to say that in 332, uh, that was the fall of Tyre to Alexander. And what ended up happening right around that time, 332, um, when Tyre fell, there's a legend that a queen Dido um, went and purchased some land in Carthage, which is right across the Mediterranean from Rome, right across from Sicily. History, this is the history of Carthage and Rome. And this queen Dido went to Carthage right around the time when Tyre fell, which is what was her homeland. Um, she was the queen of Tyre. Dido went over to Carthage and made an agreement that you know she would be able to purchase um, whatever her lambskin, one lambskin, could cover. And the legend goes that she cut it into thin strips where she was able to buy I don't know who who knows what like a whole city. She was able to spread out that lambskin, and that's how Carthage began. So that that's that's going way back there to 332 BC, and what it looks like, and it seems to be factual based because once that tire fell, tire was a tremendous 
merchant power in that area at that time. And, and, you know, right right in that 332 and prior to that, you know, back in history. But um, once that fell to Alexander, it seems like that whole infrastructure and that whole uh, mercantile power moved over to uh, Carthage with that purchase of Queen Dido of that land. Some of this is legend, but obviously there's some truth to it. Um, so, yeah, that was that great battle of, um, you know, the great battle of Thermopylae. That was, that was, as history moves on. Uh, so, basically, King Philip, which was King Philip II, which was Alexander's father, had a plan to conquer Persia. But he passed away. Uh, I believe, um, as I said, he was killed by his one of his bodyguards. And um, Alexander was aware of the fact that his father had plans to conquer Persia. And uh, Alexander picked up where his dad left off. So let's see, Alexander, let me go through my notes here. Alexander was born in the year 356 and he died in the year 323. He died at age 32. So in that same time frame, Alexander in the year 334 BC, um, he began his campaign to conquer Persia and he wasn't kidding he he was for real on this he was was ready to conquer Persia set out to do it plan to do it and he executed his plan so in the year 334 BC uh, he crossed the Hellasport River uh, in the infamous Battle of Granicus I guess I'm hopefully I'm pronouncing it right uh, and this is Alexander the Great or Alexander the third Alexander the Great's campaign to conquer Persia back uh, back then and it's interesting because the Persians were actually anticipating Alexander assaulting you know invading them back in 334 just because of the political landscape and uh, Alexander understood that this was not going to be easy he employed you have to check this out on YouTube because it's really hard to explain verbally you know, in a podcast, but you have to see maps and charts and graphs. It's, it's really, really interesting. But um, when when Alexander began his campaign to invade Persia in 334 BC by crossing the Hellesport River, he employed a lot of different military techniques as far as who's crossing and where's crossing. But to make a long story short, and it really made a big impression, made a huge impression on me, is that Alexander, at the point in time when uh, the first assault, uh, the beginning of the campaign to invade Persia, was to start by crossing the Hellesport River, he and his group of men immediately around him made the first crossing of that Hellesport River to invade um, Persia. He himself personally. And uh, he was in the midst of the fighting. They said that, the, the, according to legend, Alexander was always in the middle of all fights. And the guy was just amazing and untouchable. He was just epic. But anyway, when they made that campaign to cross the Hellesport River, Alexander was the first to go across. And he did it on purpose to draw attention so that his cavalry and the rest of his troops can cross further up river, which is what happened. When, when Alexander crossed this river, 
Um, the Persians employed tremendous military pressure on him, and he um, was almost defeated. But at the point in time where he was almost defeated, the, the major part of his troops crossed the Hellespont River further north of him, came back around the flank, and they were able to defeat the Persians at that point at the Hellespont River, which is the beginning of his campaign to conquer Asia, and it was successful. Uh, it was said that as the campaign raged on, the Persians saw defeat enveloping them. They just took off and ran. And that seems to be a pattern with the Persians. And it's not personal, but it's just historical in that at that point in time, in many instances, especially regarding Alexander, when uh, the Persians were conf confronted in a really hot battle, they, right as, the Pers right as Alexander would turn the battle around, and begin to grab victory, the Persians would take off and run. And particularly their kings and leaders would just take off and run and just leave and abandon. And it seems that Alexander was the opposite. He was in the middle of, uh, of the fighting and the action. That was just his nature. And was setting an example for his, for his military, for his men following him because he was leading by example. So, um... That was the beginning of the Alexander campaign to conquer, to conquer Persia, and uh, I'm going to get into that further in, in the next podcast. So this is basically just setting that up, um, and that's again that's 334 BC. Moving further in time, in 216 BC, um, that's where the Battle of Cannae was, where um, 80,000 Romans were wiped out by Alexander and his troops in Cannae on Roman soil. Um, at that point, the only thing that was able to turn that around, that, that the, def the defeat of 80,000 troops in Kenai, uh, by Hannibal, the only thing that turned that around was, uh, there was a general by the name of Scip Scipio Africanus, and this is the Second Punic War. Scipio Africanus was a Roman general, he was a student of Hannibal. He was a student of Hannibal, and he studied everything that Hannibal did. Hannibal was known for being unorthodox, unconventional, and military genius. And Scipio was a student of his, and followed every military campaign that he ever was involved with, all of his moves, and just was a student of Hannibal. And he admitted it, he said it. Um... After Kenai, after the Battle of Kenai, Rome sat back and scratched their head and said, hey, what are we going to do with this guy Hannibal? They offered him gold and he didn't want to leave. Uh, they tried to wipe him out with 80,000 troops. The 80,000 troops were wiped out, and Rome had no idea what to do. Scipio, being a student of Hannibal, because obviously uh, in certain situations, the, only, the best way to resolve a situation is by employing the same strategy being used against you against your enemy or your opponent and that's what Scipio did Scipio said listen if we want to get him out of here we need to invade Carthage because he's going to go back to his homeland and, and protect Carthage so we need to invade Carthage and he's going to go to to rescue his homeland and that's when we get him because we have advantage because we know what's transpiring we know the lay of the land and we know what moves are going to be made so and that's what exactly what took place Scipio attacked Carthage, Hannibal took his men, 
would turn back to Carthage. And this is one of the most incredible stories in history. The day prior to the Battle of Zama, which is the battle in Carthage between Rome and Carthage, between Scipio Africanus and Hannibal, the day prior to that battle, they the two men stood face to face with respect. And they discussed the terms of war for the Battle of Zama. They say upon a very high hilltop. And at that point, Hannibal said, you know, if he, if, if they can just back out of this confrontation and just go back to everything, and Scipio says, no, we're going to go through, through with this war. And uh, Scipio had a lot of respect for Hannibal. Um, the next day they met at the field of Zama and uh, Carthage was wiped out. However, legend has it that Scipio Africanus allowed Hannibal to escape. And he escaped, if I'm not mistaken, well, to the Byzantine Empire somewhere in, you know, Turkey or somewhere. And they say, there's a story that years later, uh, Hannibal being an old man and Scipio being an, old man, being an old man, that they say that Scipio Africanus caught up to Hannibal. It might be true. And, and Scipio asked Hannibal, who was the greatest general that uh, you ever faced? Well, who do you think is, no. Correction, who is the greatest general, Hannibal? Scipio Africanus asking Hannibal the question, who is the greatest general of all time? Hannibal answered uh, immediately, the greatest general of all time, absolutely, is Alexander the Great. Scipio then, because he's fishing for, for, for a compliment, Scipio, it seems like they were friends underneath it all. Scipio goes back to Hannibal and says, well, who's the second greatest general of all time? Now watch Hannibal's answer. Hannibal says to Scipio Africanus, if I were to have beaten you, Scipio, I would have been the second greatest general of all time, but I never beat you. That's actually a backhanded compliment giving Scipio the number two slot. Um, because, um, if, because if he would have won, Hannibal said he would have been number two. So he's obviously putting himself at number three and Scipio at number two in a backhanded way, which is alpha. What can I tell you? Listen, um, we're, let's see, 24 minutes, almost 24 minutes into this podcast. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to end this podcast at this time right now, which is about 24 minutes into it. And uh, again, this podcast was basically to set up the next podcast, which is going to um, address Alexander the Great's campaign to conquer Persia. Uh, thank you for listening. Please send me any comments or uh, show topics or any feedback to alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. And uh, namaste. <laughs>